Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I want to see him. Glory. We are glad you are tuned in with us, and I know we are <clears throat> doing our best to do some live streaming this morning. Uh, we talked about Palm Sunday and just simply what went on in Matthew. We read that in the 21st chapter and how Jesus <clears throat> was, uh, his disciples had him uh, with a donkey and, and it calmed and how that fulfilled so many of the scriptures and leading up to this last week and that Jesus was doing everything within his power to somehow show them that indeed he was the Messiah and that indeed uh, it was not going to be what they thought. And yet, unfortunately, this week was a the most severe testing that Jesus would have to go through. And he preached some amazing sermons. He taught some amazing things about the parables of the ten virgins, that some had oil and others were empty, yet they were all virgins. They were all, uh, you would think, qualified, and yet some did not stay full of the oil. And the now it's sort of fallen on us. Are we going to stay full of the oil of God and the presence of Almighty God? It was when the Lord had talked uh, to uh, <clears throat> Um, he had talked to Simon in Matthew the 16th chapter and he had said uh, that he was the Christ and yet it was at that moment and this was the last slide we saw this morning that he said deny yourself and pick up your cross. You're the cross. Everybody has a cross. I, I, I wish I could tell you that uh, the hardest thing that you'll have to go through is COVID-19. I don't know what your cross will be but everyone's going to have one but I'm here to tell you tonight that the Lord is able because he went through his cross he's able to help those or strengthen those that are going through their cross that's why the Bible would say we have a high priest that is touched with the feelings the feelings of our infirmities and so don't think for one moment the Lord doesn't know what we're going through and where we are and it might feel like the worst suffering we've ever had but the Lord is able to strengthen and touch in the midst of all of that. Whenever you read what Paul wrote, and I, I was reading just last night and yesterday, and I, I, uh, this, I had maybe seen this before, but it had never dawned on me before, this verse where Paul is talking to the church at Rome, and there's been a discussion, and you, you would have to read and understand about Acts, the 15th chapter, and, and the fight or that went on between those that were Jews at that time still after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost after Cornelius there was this sense that now do we allow Gentiles Gentiles being us who are not Jewish born and who are not that by birth there was this tug of war going on in the early church do we allow Gentiles that means all of us to be in the church or do they have to become Jewish first and that's what Acts the 15th chapter is about Paul later a 
addresses this whenever he deals in Galatians and he deals in Romans and, and we, we're not have time tonight to get in a Bible study of all of that. But he makes this bold statement in Romans, the third chapter. And, and I, 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 I really, I, I had looked at it, but it just, I, I hadn't thought about it. He says, what advantage hath then hath a Jew? What advantage is there to being Jewish? And he says, or what profit is there if circumcision, meaning of being born and raised as a Jew? And he says, much every, uh, let me read it, I'm sorry. Uh, he says, um, he said, much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. They are the people of the book. They had the law. They had the word of God. And they have the word of God. They are the ones that are the people of the book. All of the Old Testament, the first five books, the law, the Torah. And he says that's the advantage because most of us, you know, now we're 2,000 years later. Most of us have been raised in a Christian home and we have the advantage of the book. We know what it is to believe in Jesus. And, and what, that's what Paul was saying about the Jews of his time. He said they have the book. And yet he goes on in that uh, in those books and he talks about uh, but there when the Lord looks there is no difference between Jew or Greek or bond or free or there is no difference between how you were brought up whenever the Lord Jesus comes into your life he can make you one in Christ and all of that and, and, and we could study Romans but I, I don't want to digress here uh, from this Palm Sunday understanding because what Simon Peter said and we know is true that knowing that uh, this first that no prophecy of scripture is given of a, any private interpretation for prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost so the word of God that we have right here is that sense of the word of God is the spirit of God. That's why the John opens up his book and says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so these next few days and these next few weeks it's going to be important for you to open your Bible and begin to read the word. Whether you read it out loud, whether you start in Psalms or read Psalms 118 or whatever the psalm is and begin to say, Lord, I want your word because that's how you increase your faith. Faith comes by how? Hearing. That means somebody's got to speak it. You can't think it in your mind. You know, if you're foolish enough to believe, hey, my wife is sitting over here, and if I'm foolish enough to say, well, honey, I know I haven't told you I love you, and I know I haven't said anything, but I've thought it. <laughs> She's going to say, well, dear, it wouldn't hurt for you to write it on a card or speak it out loud. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and there's one word and I got to reading last night and I found a Greek word that's only used one time in the old, in the entire New Testament. And so I began to study that word and I wanted to figure out what it meant. And I, you know, in fact, they don't even know if it's not a 
made up word. They're not real sure that it might be made up, but Paul wrote it in 2 Timothy, the third chapter and the 16th verse. He said, all scripture is given by, and he uses the word inspiration of God. And it's actually the word and I, I can't pronounce the Greek. I'm not, I, I can't read Greek, but it's Theopanus or whatever that next word is. I spelled it there. Theopanus. Uh, uh, Theopanus is the word. And it, the first, Theo, whatever you said. That's good. Yeah. That's what it is. She said it. It means Theo means God. And Eustos means breathed. He says, he put two words together that normally don't go together. And he says, all scripture is God breathed. And then I was reading about the resurrection and how Jesus came out of the tomb you know, this is this week and Friday and he'd gone through and prayed. And the reason he went to the tomb, you remember St. John the 7th chapter, whenever he told them, read it in your Bible, St. John 7. And he says, uh, you know, out of, I want you to understand that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the next verse, St. John 7, 37, 38, 39. Those of you who don't know where it is, that's what it's talking about. This spake key of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. That's why we talk about you can be born again of the water and of the spirit when you repent of your sins and you ask the Lord to come into your life we're here to tell you that you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost whether you're at home, whether you're not able to come to church you can raise your hands right where you are and feel the breath of Almighty God, the oracles of God. What advantage hath a Jew is they have the wind of God. They have the oracles of God. What advantage is it to being apostolic in this hour is that the breath of God <laughs> and when Jesus came out of the tomb and he saw Mary and he said don't tell anybody when he showed up at his disciples he said guys let me just tell you he gathered them in a room and the Bible says he he breathed on them and he said these words in St. John the 20th chapter receive ye the Holy Ghost what are you saying I'm here to tell you you can have the spirit of God in you right now this week this is a great week to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost it's a great night to receive the Holy Ghost wherever you are you just begin to raise your hands and thank the Lord for the breath of God and the Spirit of God will move in and you can begin to speak forth in a heavenly language you will immediately experience the presence of the breath of God. What advantage is it of being apostolic? The breath of God in the midst of all of this. And it's just ironic to me, and I don't want to make too much of it, but that COVID-19 affects your breath. Whew, I'm out of breath. Oh, let the Lord breathe on you. 
If you're worried right now about your breathing, I want you to say, Lord, let me experience your breath like I've never felt it before. Wherever I am right now, I want to just feel the Shekinah is what we call it, the Old Testament wind of God that moved over the face of the water in the very beginning in Genesis. Uh, the breath that blew the waves back whenever the children of Israel marched through the Red Sea. The breath that tore up the mountain when Elijah was up looking at it. The breath that was there in Acts the second chapter and they began to pray and all of a sudden they, there came a sound as a rushing mighty wind filling the house where they were and they be, cloven tongues appeared unto them like as a fire to set. I'm here to tell you that's not too late to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're here to testify that you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then you will know him like you've never known him. Paul said it like this in Philippians when he wrote this letter in jail and it wasn't club fed like you know some people go to a, a maximum a security unit up in Leavenworth and it's not the uh, but it, you know they can have visits and go and have art class and do all those things this wasn't that kind of a jail it was a bad jail and they were in the dungeon and inside and Paul wrote this letter to the church at Philippi and he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and I want to know him in that power. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I like it. I like the feeling of the power of the resurrection. I just don't like the next part of it <laughs> and the fellowship of his sufferings. I don't want to have to take up my cross. I don't want to have to go through anything. I don't want to and being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead. I'm not perfect yet. And I don't think any of us are. But I'm here to tell you. Lord let us somehow feel this. So that we can come back charged. Let us those that are willing to say Lord. Somehow move through us. You see what we don't realize. And when my wife said it already tonight. And I know our time. We, we we're, thank you for watching. But you know when Jesus went and stood before Pilate before he was to be crucified and Pilate looked at him and said look buddy I have the power to let you go or to crucify you Jesus looked at him and said I'm sorry sir there is no power that you have except was given to you from above what are you saying Paul told us in Colossians who hath delivered, he's talking about Jesus from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature that are in heaven and in earth visible and invisible. If there are thrones, if there are dominions if there are principalities, if there are powers, all things were created by him and for him and he is before all things. What are you saying? I'm saying if the COVID virus was created by somebody, God is greater than the COVID virus. I'm telling you that if somebody else did, I don't care what nation it is. I don't care. The Lord is able to halt all commerce. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. What are you saying? I'm telling you that's how powerful God is. There is nothing that he can't do. And I, I see he says
says here in the rest part of that, he says, by him all things consist. He is the head of the body to the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in him he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, having made peace through the blood of his cross to reconcile them unto himself. That's what this week was all about, was to make peace for you, for me, to put us in the body of Jesus, to say we can be part of his body, that we can be part of the body of Christ. Oh, I know. <laughs> Jacob went and he was running from his family. He was under stress and he was having to leave and go and be gone. And he laid down one night on a rock and he saw angels ascending and descending and coming down and he called the name of the place Bethel, the house of God. And he left and he told, he said, I make a covenant. I'm going to come back and I'm going to pay my tithes and I'm going to do my best. And he went through and we know the story of Jacob. But when Jacob returned in Genesis, the 35th chapter, after some 28 years of being gone, I, I'm praying we don't have COVID for 28 years, but whatever. When he finally got back, he said, this is not Bethel. He said, it's El Bethel. Why? He says, during these last 28 years, I haven't been in the house of God, but I have learned and known God of the house of God more than ever before. And what I'm telling you here tonight, wherever you are listening to me or watching this, you can have your own personal relationship with El Bethel. You can't come to the house of God right now. You can't sit here in the pews with our puppets just yet. But you can find God right where you are. You can feel the presence of Almighty God right where you are. That's what's so exciting. I know for some, they've been in a dilemma. How do we make sure we do all the rituals? And we have rituals as apostolics, and we like to lay hands and pray and embrace and hug. And we have a lot of rituals too. And I don't know if we'll be able to go back to those. I don't know if when we come in, we're going to have to, when they finally do release us, we'll have to have social distancing. But one thing I do know, is God's not limited to this house. He wants to be in your house. He wants to be in your house. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that's what this week was all about. That's what Palm Sunday, leading up to Easter Sunday, the Passover, all of this was about how do I get God out of the box and able to come inside you That's why he said, I have to go and be crucified so that I can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. That's what it was all about. You can say, well, I don't know that I need it. I don't know that I need it. Well, I want to just tell you, God has provided the best respirator you can ever experience. 
when the enemy comes in like a flood and you feel depressed and you feel fearful and you feel overwhelmed, you can grab that respirator of the Spirit. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm here to tell you, God has a way for you to experience the breath of Almighty God. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I pray that nobody that is watching me tonight or on this platform will need a respirator. But I'm here to tell you, there is a spiritual respirator that is well and alive. And you can have that spiritual respirator right now. If you'll just raise your hands right where you are. Our, our, our folks are going to sing and worship for just a moment. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll just stand right now.